Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. Who else you know around the city doing it better than this? Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. I hope you guys are in a good mood, meaning that you were able to navigate these choppy waters over the past week and you're moving on in your fantasy league to the next week of the playoffs. There are several players that definitely would have helped you get towards that goal. There are several players that we thought would be the uh, centerpieces, if you will, that just didn't have a good week at all and maybe the reason why we are feeling a little frustrated today with all that being said we'll kind of navigate through that give you an opportunity to vent with us as we vent with that being said have my main man on with me holla at the people young vander i'm feeling perfectly fine <laughs> fantasy fiends what's going on out there and my god bro joe holla at the people bro joe well, that makes one of us. Uh, what's going on, Fantasy <laughs> Fiend family? <laughs> I'm a little melancholy myself. I'm somewhere, uh, you know, in between. I think I was in somewhere in the somewhere in the realm of about ten different leagues. I probably made the playoffs in like six of them, um, and then some of the ones that I didn't make the playoffs in, it was some extenuating circumstances. But we'll hop all into that right after we cover your news. And now your fantasy news. All right, good people. Let's hop into this news. But before I do that, you know, this this week has left me all discombobulated. Let me give my formal greeting. Bonjour, Kenichiwa. Good day, a hola, como esta? Good day, mate. Utenteg, and what's popping? Yes, it's me, your favorite fantasy football fiends. Eh? It's it's been one of those mornings where everything that could go wrong. Did go wrong. I'm using a laptop that I've never used before as far as recording the show. So I do apologize if there are any type of audio issues or anything of that nature. But we must get the info out to you and the show must go on. So, hey, we're going to roll with the punches and do what we got to do to get on through. With that being said, news. Let's start with news that will still affect some of the people that have people going Monday and Tuesday evening this week um baker mayfield failed to clear protocol so looks like um his backup is going to go whether or not case keenum is going to be that guy or nick mullins at one point was going to be the guy they, they had so many people suffering from the covert protocols with cleveland and washington that it was just it was ridiculous they, they had somewhere in the double digits i think washington was close to 20. nick mullins gonna start nick mullins is starting okay honestly nick mullins may actually be of the three, the one with the highest upside, to be honest with you. I, I like Mullins. I like what I saw from Mullins when uh, he was playing with the 49ers. He kind of showed himself to be the, the best backup there whenever Garoppolo got hurt, which was, you know, kind of often. So we'll see what we can get out of Nick Mullins. I think it's going to be a healthy dose of Nick Chubb. Kind of see how that goes. But they'll be playing at 5 o'clock 
today. Essentially, the, the, the same thing that happened with me this morning is what happened to Tampa Bay on yesterday. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Leonard Fournette ended up out of the game due to a hamstring injury. Chris Godwin ended up out of the game due to a knee injury. And it looked like he kind of got dumped on his head. I thought it was going to be a daggone concussion or something that was ailing him. Um, then you had Mike Evans hamstring injury he didn't return to the game the buccaneers ended up getting blank so tom brady man that the, the guy that a lot of people depended on all year ended up not showing up when it mattered the most so we have that going on as far as news uh, we have joe mixon he ended up suffering a bit of uh injury it didn't look like it was all that great p ryan came in after him really didn't do all that much either teddy bridgewater he's been evaluated for a concussion um he really didn't look good uh, he was laid out had to be stretchered off but he definitely had some type of a head injury jalen hurts looks like he's going to be the starter i know we were looking at a toss-up between hurts and gardner Minshew. um and it looks like hurts is going to be healthy enough to get the start so hopefully he will be healthy enough to not make himself look bad and make the decision that the Eagles have to make this offseason that much easier. Sterling Shepard suffered a torn Achilles. So this has been an injury riddled season for him. And this injury will take him out for the remainder of the season. We had Rondell Moore pick up an ankle injury. Paris Campbell, he's looking to attempt to make a return with the Colts, but he's basically been hurt ever since he left Ohio State. Pat Fryer move. It looked like he got a concussion and before he hit the ground, got another one. I don't know if you guys saw the play that he got injured in. Yeah, but it looked, Did you see? It looked like he was out on his feet. And then because he was still on his feet, his opponent couldn't tell. I mean, they, they didn't know. They, they wanted to ensure that he hit the ground expeditiously. And it looked like when he hit the ground, his head bounced off the ground. So not only was he already out of it, but then he caught the tail end of what was worse than the, the, the part that gave him to the concussion to begin with. So and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he out earlier in the season due to concussion issues as well? Yeah, within a month. Yeah. So, I mean, this and this guy's a rookie. So to have serious concussions to whereas you look like you're literally out of back to back within a what month's time frame, that's that's not a good outlook. That's kind of scary if you ask me. Economy is St. Brown of the of green bay who ended up not going due to a concussion while we're staying in the concussion role we'll talk about his brother in just a second lamar jackson was inactive but his backup tyler huntley although they lost the game tyler huntley showed that he can ball i don't know too many people that thought to pivot to huntley when jackson got hurt unless maybe you're in a two quarterback league and there wasn't too much to pick from but if you were able to get huntley he didn't disappoint Definitely Julio, we may be looking at a, a guy who may be something this time next year. And the reason I say that is it's likely with several teams needing QBs and him being on a rookie deal that they may be able to offer a deal that Baltimore can't refuse based on the other pieces that they have to put together. Keep an eye on Tyler Huntley. Some teams may come a calling for him. Real quick, though, keep an eye on this kind of situation. Not that teams are going to be going to Tyler Humphrey Huntley because think about it, you have to probably adjust your whole scheme to fit him. But pay attention to see where that OC goes. Because if that OC get a head job, he may take Might Huntley follow. with him. He may take him with him. But the thing that I'm looking at with that particular OC, uh, what is it, Roman? What, with Greg Roman? Yeah, right. Yeah, so the thing that I'm looking at with Greg Roman is nine times out of ten, if he gets a head coaching job, the reason Huntley wouldn't come with him 
is because he's going to be going to a team that already has a running quarterback, such as, let's say, I can Not see him going to uh, Chicago. I can see him possibly going to Philly. I can see him um, going to a situation like that, where there, there's a quarterback that kind of fits what he's best at producing. But I do definitely understand where you're coming from. There he are a couple go, of teams that he, just don't he, have a quarterback. Right, right. Now. he may go to Detroit. You well, see what I'm saying? No, I don't see him going to Detroit. I don't see him going to Detroit. I'm, I'm just, just because they play pretty hard for their coach. They don't have any talent right now. And the fact that they beat Arizona, they, they won two games this year that they probably shouldn't have. Unlike with Urban Meyer, I don't see Detroit's coach being a one and done based but on Carolina situation. Carolina, I don't see their head coach being going this year. I can see him being going next year if they don't make a turnaround. But I think they're going to make a splash in the offseason to try to keep that from being the case. But I think the big move that they're going to make coach-wise, they already made by getting rid of, was it Joe Brady? Or was, was it, yeah, Joe Brady, getting rid of him. So th- they kind of made him fall on the sword. Now they're going to see what they can do with replacing him. And then if they don't make a come up, in this offseason, I could see the coach being gone. Unfortunately, I don't know how they're going to come about making that come up because Cam Newton ain't going to get it done. Sam Darnold ain't going to get it done. And P.J. Walker ain't going to get it done. You're either counting on a rookie or hoping that once the veterans pick spots, they're going to be an odd man out that's better than what you got. So I don't, I don't really know how that's going to work out for them, to be honest with you. Terry McLaurin is practicing again. Looks like he may be a goal for Washington. So that'll definitely help out their plight. Zane Gonzalez, who is the kicker for Carolina, ended up not going this week, which put them in a bit of a tight spot. They were basically holding tryouts just before the game started and no one can kick. So they pretty much just went for it most of the times that you would have seen them kick the ball, which definitely didn't help them out at all. And if anybody's keeping count, this is now the 12th game in a row that Cam Newton has lost being a Carolina Panther. This just and you know, Mike Evans, they say he should be okay. Nothing major with a little Good hamstring stuff. injury. And also uh Is it looking like he's gonna miss a week or or like he'll be right back? Uh they say don't let anything be severe. So it'd probably be a day to day injury. You Good know stuff. what I mean? But it looks like uh Godwin of course would be probably going to that IR for those three weeks. That's that's messed up for him because he may end up having to take a sweetheart deal now based on his injury history. I, I think he could have got that long term deal that he was looking for if he didn't um acquiesce to the team's whims and decided to come back to try to, you know, run it back again with, with Tom Brady. So we'll see how that works out. But I don't believe he will be a buccaneer next year. And with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into these game reviews. Let's go ahead and hop right into the game reviews. We're pretty much going to focus on some of the games that had players that either put you over the top or kind of screwed you over. So with that being said, there are still a few more games to go. We have games going on today, and then we have, I believe we have a game going on Tuesday as well. I think there's games pretty much all this week other than on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. So let's go ahead and hop right to it. We started the week with the Chiefs versus Chargers. That was a classic game. Ended up being 34-228. And, of course, the two quarterbacks in the game showed out. They gave you the the right jump-off point, if you will. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire screwed you. There's no way that in a PPR league, this man should have got eight, nine points against this defense. So, Clyde, you're making Patrick Mahomes look worse and worse every day. And the reason I say that is because the the scuttlebutt is Patrick Mahomes 
was the one to actually pick Clyde. What I mean by that is Kansas City was going to pick a running back either way you slice it, but they left it up to him to choose which of the top running backs were going to be chosen for the team. And what they were looking at is his pass catching ability uh, when he was working with Burrow at LSU. And so that's the direction they went instead of taking the all around stud in Jonathan Taylor. Can you mm-hmm. imagine if Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor mm-hmm. was with Kansas City right now? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, come on. Like, it, how, how, what would you do to stop him? I mean, you couldn't put extra people in the box, not with Kelsey and Hill out there. It would be a juggernaut, but that ship sailed. Uh, th- this is why you have GMs and you have players. You let the players do what they do and the GMs do what they do. You had the Patriots go up against the Colts. Pretty much everybody on the Patriots team screwed you. Um, Mac didn't put up the points necessary to be a starting quarterback this week. Ramondre Stevenson, good Lord. Dude, you... <laughs> You, you had no competition for touches, and this is the week that you decide to be less than mediocre? Like, I, I, I just – there was – I think Myers may have been the only – if you put Myers maybe in your flex, I think he ended up with double digits, maybe around 11 to 12 points in the PPR league. Outside of that, there was no Patriots players that were worth the damn, to be honest. The coach, Jonathan Taylor, he ended up putting up, I want to say, like someone in the neighborhood of 170 yards and a touchdown. He ended up boosting your day with that last run of his where he he literally, I think he got like 40, 50 yards on that one run and the touchdown. So it was 65. 65. Jeez. Crazy. So I, I think the Patriots at that point were just like, look, it's it's a done data. I don't feel like chasing this dude, and I definitely don't feel like getting hit by him anymore. So uh, 29 carries for 170 total yards and a touchdown. Real what more question, could you ask? Real quick question for you guys. Does this make Jonathan Taylor the number one running back in next year? Man, look at here. I told you last month how I felt about the guy. I mean, and and the first, and look at that point in time, your reaction was, yeah, he may be your number one running back, but I don't think he'd be the number one running back. Right. The, the closer again. we go, man, I, everybody that you put in front of him stays hurt. I think you know, depending on how many carries throughout the rest of the season, I would have to be iffy on that because it seems like when these car- these people get four hundred, you know, touches after two seasons, that's when these injuries start to occur. Uh, McCaffrey, for example, uh, most recently. So I got to see how many touches he gets. He's astronomical. He's worthy of it, but I'm starting to lay off the 400 touch guys. And there was one guy on the Patriots side, and I do apologize to, to one Mr. Hunter Henry, who had six catches for 77 yards and two tutties. So Hunter Henry ended up somewhere in the neighborhood, I want to say, of like 25 or so points. So he was definitely the silver lining in that otherwise dark cloud. Bills and Panthers, 31 to 14. Have yourself a day, Mr. Allen, Mr. Davis, Gabriel Davis, who probably didn't start for most teams ended up with five receptions 85 yards and two touchdowns jared allen ended up with 210 yards and three touchdowns so the touchdowns kind of saved the day for mr allen although he didn't have the points and devin singletary finally came through in the clutch as far as the run game was concerned he ended up with 22 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown so buffalo is looking to right the ship at this portion of the season with them having a win this week and the patriots taking an l this week next week's game is now even that much more important it may tell the story on how the division is going to end up going i'm not going to belabor the point on cam newton and how he butchers his his wide receivers yeah i saw it coming with uh cam a lot of people like oh dj morgan have a great game i'm like where i think it's apparent ever since two years ago that showed the injury he is not going to ever throw a ball 
more than 15 yards. We got to get that out of our minds. He's, if he's going to do it in shorts, but in the game, right. never going to happen. <laughs> never going to happen. You got the Cardinals that went up against the Lions. This was the upset of the week. 30-12. to 12. The Cardinals went into the half with zero points. I don't know what the heck happened to the Cardinals or what they put in the Kool-Aid in Detroit, but it looked like the teams put on each other's jerseys, the opposite jerseys, and went out there and played. Goff is pretty used to Arizona based on when he was a Ram, he had to play them twice a year. His numbers against Arizona in general have been pretty good. So maybe his comfortability level there kind of made up for something. But I I just, this was one that Vegas definitely made some money on. I can't tell you how many parlays had this game as the one that was just the game that was supposed to throw it over, but not even close. So Christian Kirk ended up having a great fantasy day, nine receptions, 94 yards and a touchdown. And Reynolds ended up with 26 carries and 112 yards. So Reynolds, the running back, the the backup to the backup running back for Detroit, ended up having a pretty decent game, would have been that much better with the touchdown. You had the Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins ended up beating the Jets 31 to 24. The thing about this game, I got an opportunity to see most of this game. And I think Duke Johnson is Miami's new running back, first and foremost. Uh, 22 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. He was able to move the meter, move the pile. He was able to get pick up three, four, five, six yards after contact on most of the runs that he had. Tua didn't look terrible, but he only had 196 yards. He's still what I thought he was. The fact that the Dolphins made the Jets look this good still doesn't bode well for them. Normally, the Jets are the team that ends up putting somewhere between three to 13 points. They put up 24. So that Dolphins defense did not come through the way they were supposed to. If the Dolphins defense came through the way they were supposed to, this game would have been out of hand. Man, uh, Duke Johnson, I didn't see it coming, but he was actually on the practice squad for several weeks. So he know the playbook, so apparently going to roll with him. And Tua, the yards might not show up, but he's just completing a remarkable amount of passes a game. So I think that's something that bodes well for him. And Devontae had a, a really good game coming off an injury. I believe he had four receptions around 70 yards and a touchdown, which was definitely helped by the fact that Waddle didn't play. So Parker was able to get a decent game in. Um, You had the Cowboys go up against the Giants. This game ended up being 21 to six, the same as the score didn't indicate how close the previous game was. This score is not an indication of how far away the Giants were from actually making this a game. The majority of the game, the Cowboys didn't really do very much. It was definitely one of those division smash mouth type of games, if you will. Dak didn't do a whole lot. 217 yards and one touchdown. Booker ended up with 74 yards on eight carries, which, you know, eh. Schultz ended up with a decent game for a tight end. Eight receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. So if you are in the PPR league, he definitely was able to get you going. And that tight end spot, which there aren't very many tight ends that have been worth their salt this year. So that was definitely a heads up play if you were able to get Schultz in this week. You also had the Steelers go up against the Titans and they beat the Titans 19 to three. Tannehill did next to nothing. 153 yards on and one interception passing. I think he had a rushing touchdown. Foreman ended up with a decent game. Would have been better with a touchdown, but he had 22 carries and 108 yards. Deontay Johnson, five receptions, 38 yards. This was one of the guys that is on my you screwed me list because there's no way that Deontay Johnson 
should have ended the game with under 40 yards. I don't care if you were placing prop bets, if you were trying to use him to get through your playoff run, he screwed you. Um, no, I definitely predicted Foreman having a good game. Uh, absolutely did. Yep. So last week because Pittsburgh uh, run defense is just horrendous. So moving forward, if you're in the playoffs, if you're pivoting or any of that kind of jazz, DFS or whatever you have, uh, play whoever running back going against the Steelers. Deontay Johnson did let a lot of people down. Coming in, I think he's like the second highest targeted receiver in the league going against a weaker Titans uh, secondary and just wasn't able to make it do what it do. Very disappointing uh, performance by him. It's interesting to see how Tennessee would look moving forward with Julio now being out again with a hamstring injury. <laughs> His wheels are just no good at this point, man. So Maybe Atlanta knew what they were doing. Hell yeah. Got a second round pick for next to nothing. They got rid of him a year too. Uh, 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 well, I won't even say too early. They got rid of him at the perfect time. Oh, I, I forgot to mention one Mr. Najee Harris. Bruh, come on, man. That, He's okay. You know what, though? I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that because the referee screwed over Najee Harris because he had a touchdown. They didn't give it to him. And then Big Ben ran it twice from the like half yard line or whatever it was. He reached that ball over the goal line. And, and they didn't even review it. it. It was obvious on replay that he reached that ball over the goal line. So that would have at least made his game salvageable. You know, it is what it is. He disappointed this entire season. I mean, part of it is the offensive line. Heavily is the offensive line. But and his running staff, too. He got that Saquon mentality where it's like, as opposed to going north and south sometimes, he's just trying to make too much out of nothing. In Tennessee game, he ran backwards as opposed did, to just yeah. hitting it. Damn, I actually bro. think he reminds me of Le'Veon Bell. He does. Except he, does. he doesn't have the O line that Pittsburgh had when Bell was getting off. That I oh, think yeah. that's the that's the biggest difference between their running game with Bell and their running game now with Harris. That everybody they had one of the best offensive lines at that point in the game. That, that kept Big Ben upright and breathing. That kept the running game going. The, the the wide receivers, other than if you're in a slot, you really don't have enough time to get open before somebody's in the backfield, either tackling Big Ben or tackling Harris before he even has the opportunity to get to the line. I mean, that's one of the things that I noticed. Like, he's making something happen behind the line just to get past, you know, just to get one or two yards. So, mm-hmm. what do you do there? Um, the Texans and the Jaguars, that was a 30-point to 30 to 16-point victory for the Texans. And Davis Mills actually looked like he may be decent. He's had a few games this year where, where he looked to be uh, at least backup worthy. I didn't even think he would be that entering into the season. <laughs> but Lawrence didn't do much anything for the Jaguars. He ended up with around 200 yards. James Robinson ended up with 18 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. So not the beastly game that I saw him having, but he didn't he didn't screw you over. Cooks, have a day, sir. Brandon Cooks ended up with seven receptions, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Brandon Cooks might have been one of those guys who either saved your playoffs or made your playoffs, if you will, just depending on how your day ended up. But he had a heck of a day. And again, we see that Brandon Cooks, it does not matter who the quarterback is. As I said in the beginning of the year, the conversation was, yeah, but he's been through several quarterbacks, but all of them have pretty much been Hall of Famers. (laughs) But, well, now you see with the guy that's far from being a Hall of Famer, he's still going to put up points. We had the Bengals with 15 points, the Broncos with 10 points. 
I don't know if you guys saw Teddy Bridgewater, that injury occur, but man, it did not look good at all. I, I think that Locke is probably going to end up, um, especially with them losing that game, which I want to say may mathematically put them out of the playoff hunt. Um, if not, one more loss will, but it looks like Locke may be going for them. I don't I don't see Teddy being upright and ready to run within you know a few days time of that type of a hit. We shall see. Burrow did absolutely nothing in this game. 157 yards and a touchdown. Williams ended up with 15 carries and 72 yards. So not exactly the game that we were hoping for from him. But, you know, depending on what your options were, he still may have been the, the best one to throw out there. Tyler Boyd actually ended up having a pretty good game with five receptions, 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, conversely, Chase did pretty much nothing higgins did pretty much nothing that's how that game went again 15 to 10 so you can pretty much tell there wasn't very much fantasy worthiness going on there just in general you had your falcons versus 49ers that was a 31 to 13 victory for the 49ers and they are now in the thick of it as far as the playoff hunt is concerned so vander what you got on your what you got on your squad hey man hey <laughs> All I can say is uh, Jimmy G is actually playing a little bit better. Um, we got our best weapon back in uh, Debo Samuel. It's, it's funny that our wide receiver is the best running back on our team. Absolutely. Um, Kittle's healthy. Yep. Anytime Kittle and uh, Kyle Jusek are both healthy and on the field. The blocking man, is stupid. Correct. You know what I mean? They go for <laughs> great pass catches, but man, the, these guys are so key in the Shanahan system when it comes to blocking. And this is the reason why I have Kittle's the best tight end in the league. I know a lot of people like Kelsey, but... The blocking aspect. I mean, he can also catch the ball just as well, but he's just a way better blocker. Yeah, I'm going to run with Gronk as long as he's still in the game. No, I think I got Gronk as the best of all time, honestly. But, you know, right now I know Gronk. You know, he's kind of like the, the OG. You know what I mean? So, facts, facts. So he, 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 he may be cool. the uh, playoff OG for sure if, if, if the rest of the wide receivers for Tampa Bay can't go. Right. I mean, wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they come out with some double tight end sets. Maybe you see a little bit oh, of Cameron Bray. Oh, but you know Antonio Brown's back this week, too. After, after everybody got hurt, Bruce Arians was like, yeah, there will be no additional punishment for Antonio Brown this coming week. So, yeah. And to your point, Jeff Wilson jr ended up with 21 carries 110 yards and a touchdown so finally yeah but think about it though like you said use check and kittle both healthy both blocking it's it's paramount in the run game that that's one of the reasons they can have these no-name running backs and still put up points and yards is because of the blocking like almost anybody could be serviceable at least in that particular position so Uh, correct that's a, that's a fact. The Packers and Ravens, this game ended up being a bond burner, although it looked like it was going to be a dud. The Packers squeezed this one out 31 to 30. Aaron Rodgers ended up with 268 yards and three touchdowns. Huntley ended up with 73 rushing yards on 13 carries with two rushing touchdowns. So not only was his passing um, viable, but his rushing was in the same vein as it would have been for Lamar Jackson. I'm actually even a little bit better than what we've seen from Jackson in the last couple of games that he was present. Mark Andrews ended up with 10 receptions, 136 yards and two touchdowns. So man, Mark Andrews definitely came through in the clutch for you in the playoffs. I ended up sitting Mark Andrews and going with uh, Dallas Goddard in a league. Why? I, I don't think it would have mattered anyway, to be honest. But why? Because at the time, I was under the impression that Minshew was going to end up being the quarterback for the Eagles. And also, 
I was under the impression that Lamar wasn't going to be the quarterback for Baltimore, and I've never seen yeah. Huntley have a game like that before. Yeah, I mean, last so, week, though, you didn't see Huntley yeah, last week. Yards. Yeah, if you watch uh, Mark Andrews last week, he had 11 targets, 11 catches, 115 yards and touchdown, and Huntley had a lot to do with that. I agree, but normally when you see something like that, and it's from a, I'm using this term loosely, but from a replacement player, they don't normally come back and put up the same numbers week in and week out. It, that, okay. that was something that so, happens in the basketball. So my rebuttal to you be this, then why would you think that Minshew would do the same with Goddard? If you if that's your, if that what you believe, why would you think it'd be a repeat of the Goddard situation? Because Goddard's been able to get off no matter who his, I mean, he, he's basically no. their number one wide receiver. No. So oh, Mark Andrews is number one wide receiver. Well, that's true. So that, that's <laughs> why I looked at a six and one and a half a dozen than the other. I mean, I, I look at Minshew and Hurts uh, to this point being a better quarterback than Huntley. So it, it, it made sense in 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 a, in a vacuum to go with the best out of the bad situation. And as far as quarterback is concerned, I, I just I didn't see Huntley being that dude. But he ended up showing and proving. So hey, we 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 live and we learn. The Saints and Buccaneers game, man. <laughs> nine to zero brady with 214 yards and one interception fournette ends up getting hurt evans ends up getting hurt godwin ends up getting hurt jones ended up with ronald jones ended up with eight carries 63 yards marquez calloway ended up with six receptions 112 yards not exactly sure what Taysom hill did but it wasn't very much it, this was just one of those get through it type of games the saints for whatever reason have had the buccaneers number the last several times they played against each other i don't know if that's in the team's head or they just weren't able to overcome the amount of injuries that were out there but man that was old school to say the least i, I don't think there's been a sunday night game this year maybe last year too that the total amount of points scored was under double digits it wasn't a bad game though if you if you like defense then this was still a good game although it was low scoring and if you don't like tom brady because he's butchered your team whoever they may be over the last 20 years then you probably enjoyed the game as well i mean it's a divisional game it, yeah the, the they saints, know each other <laughs> yeah and the saints seem to know them very well and they usually give them a hard time uh Lattimore usually give mike evans a hard time in his game they usually be fighting back and forth not really surprised. I mean, of course, after you see those weapons went out, I mean, what was you expecting? Who's going to stand up? Who's, you know, who was going to, it's a lot easier to hold the bucks with all the receivers down. Facts. And, um, and a starting running back down. News just came out that uh, Fournette will miss a couple games. So, guys, uh, go out there, Ronald Jones. Out there. You know what I'm saying? If he's available in your league, this could be a great pivot. They have a, a kind of sweet matchup next week. And he is out there in a lot of leagues. A lot of people left him to die. But also, let's keep in mind, the only reason he was benched was due to fumbling. And he actually only, I think he ended up with like two fumbles. That was the reason he was benched. And, and it's one of those, it, it felt Belichickian. Um, like the same way with Damian Harris in game one. He had the same amount of fumbles that Ramondre Stevenson did. But for whatever reason, Ramondre Stevenson's fumbles got him benched. And Harris's fumbles didn't give him that same, you know, that same response. It's not that Jones is a scrub. Jo Jones is actually putting up comparable numbers to Fournette before he got benched. He's definitely one that you would want to go out, maybe fill in a couple of those spots where you have a few injuries or you have, you know, someone that has a tougher matchup that might not be your every week starter anyway. Definitely something to keep in mind. We're definitely going to enjoy the games this evening. We have an early game at five again, Raiders versus Browns. The, the night game is going to be Vikings versus Bears. Outlook for these these two games, I believe the Browns are going to find a way to pull it out. I don't 
think that they're going to actually suffer at the quarterback position as much as people would think with them being on their third string quarterback. Because believe it or not, I think all three quarterbacks are pretty close to each other talent wise, although the running game may be hurt by the fact that Hunt isn't there. You still have Chubb and you have Dearness Johnson. So I believe that they're going to end up being enough to take down the Raiders. I think Hunter Renfro is going to end up having a pretty good game. I can see Derek Carr having a decent game, but nothing to write home about. As far as the Vikings and Bears are concerned, your Vikings are going to do what they do. I don't believe they're going to be stymied as far as their offense is concerned. Jefferson will have a good game. Cook will have a good game. Cousins will either have a great game or a decent game. And that's going to depend on on how many touchdowns Cooks get versus how many touchdowns they have to throw. Bears, I don't really... I don't really trust any of the Bears. The Vikings secondary isn't all that great, so maybe a couple of the Bears can sneak past the cornerback safety combos and maybe get a, a, a deep ball touchdown, something like that. But outside of that, I don't see very much happening as far as that is concerned. So I think you covered it pretty well. Darnell Mooney may have a, a great option for the Bears to get busy. It seems like that's Justin uh, Fields' go-to target. Um, but other than that, I really don't see much going on. Mount Montgomery may get well, but we also got to keep in mind Vikings finally got back two of their premier defenders, and since then uh, they've been really consistent uh, on defense. One of the things uh, I will also pay attention to, I know a lot of people talk about Mooney, but if you pay attention to Jakeem Grant, he has been someone in the offense they have uh, you know, thrown in there, and he's been getting some things done. They've been trying to find a way to get him the ball. I think I kind of like him also in this game as a, as a weapon. I mean, being that Minnesota's not really good against the pass or the run, this is a guy that can run jet sweeps, um, screens, uh, tosses out the backfield. If you guys are paying attention, you're starting to see more wide receivers line up in the backfield. Yep, definitely. As running backs. I mean, I guess it's a copycat league. And, of course, everything that's going on with Cordell Patterson, Debo Samuel. Yeah. I seen Armand St. Brown in the backfield yesterday. Yep. So St. Brown their... had a game, man. Yeah. That... So wide receivers are now playing running back. So a guy like Jakeem Grant may be a, a piece that, that may get off uh, tonight, tonight's game. Pretty much wraps up the show. Again, if you're looking for us, if you want to be a part of the Dynasty League that we are going to be drafting for here in a few weeks, make sure you reach out to us. You can reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. For IG, it's Fantasy Football Fiend. For Twitter, it's at Fantasy underscore Fiend. And Facebook, it's the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. So make sure that you're looking out for us. Send us a message if you want to be a part of the Dynasty League, and we will be going on from there. Hopefully, you are at least in a couple of leagues that you made it to the playoffs in, and you still have reason to pay attention. Understand this. This part of the year is when we actually start to get ready for next year. Names like Grant that Vander just mentioned. This guy is going to be the number two receiver for Chicago next year, nine times out of 10. But you won't even recognize his name unless you're paying attention this time of year. I don't believe Robinson is going to be back. Mooney probably will be their number one and Grant will probably be their number two. And then they may go ahead and get a, you know, another veteran presence or something like that in there. But this is the time of year you start to see what's going to take place next year. So make sure you continue to stay tuned. After the fantasy playoffs are over, we'll go down to one show a week. But for the next couple of weeks, we'll still be doing two shows. So make sure that you are still staying in the flames with us. We'll make sure you get all the information that you need and we out.